welcome to Do the Right Thing, your weekly writing prompt podcast. I'm Alexandra. And I'm Jarvis. Jarvis and I were aspiring writers with one simple and very common problem. We never actually took the time to sit down and write. Exactly. So to solve this issue, we are issuing a challenge. Each week you sit down and write a complete short story using three or four randomly generated words. Then we come on the podcast, we read a story, we talk about what we learned in reading it, and then we talk about the rest of the story sent in by you wonderful listeners. Mm-hmm, exacto mundo. We're simply here to help you do the right thing. A, a doof, doof media, media production. production. It, Jarvis, did I tell you how fucking messy my life has been recently? Uh, you have, but go ahead and give me a, re- a refresher. Sure, 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 sure. Um, so I just want to acknowledge uh, we've I've not been doing a good job of of posting things on time. Um, I, so it's just like depression has been spiking. My housing is currently insecure. Is not the correct word that implies like I'm actually like in danger or something. Um, but I currently don't have like my own place. I, I'm back with parents for a week mm-hmm. or two. I got to scramble to find something because my the, the the housing I had lined up canceled on me. Um, and I just really need to find something so I can like not lose my job. Um, but I'm like safe and stuff. It's just okay. a hassle. Um, yeah. And then damn. I also, so you you never got that uh that Airbnb that fell through. I got the Airbnb, but the bassist, the the band guy, yeah, that fell through. Mm. They canceled the tour because of COVID. So, uh, I guess, yeah. yeah. He's, he, he was a cool guy about it. He offered like to help out in other ways, but you know that doesn't really help me getting a place for a month. Um, yeah, but whatever. Um, and uh, so a lot of flying around. My allergies are fucking crazy. I, right now, I look like I got my eyes blasted <laughs> with lightning. Um, like they're just like all around, it's all red and I have these streaks of red down my, my cheeks as well. Um, and also I got broken up with and have generally just had a lot of romance troubles in the past while. So, um, it's, it's been a little bit of a rough time for good old Lex. Good old Lex. Yeah. But I mean, you, you were telling me about how you are going to take some time to really focus on yourself in these hard yeah, times. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll see how that stuff goes. Um, yeah, actually, like, I, I don't know. I was, I was thinking for a second of like, you know, maybe I need to take a step back from the podcast and stuff, but we actually, we, we got a message from a listener, um, massive words, like said some really, really nice things in a, in a DM. Some amazing things. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, it was really encouraging. So I'll probably <laughs> try to continue for a bit more. Um, unless <laughs> if like shit gets even worse for me and I really need the space. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, so yeah. What about you, Jarvis? You, you, your classes have started. Yeah, so my classes have started, and I am not terribly stressed out. But I just have a lot of work, and I will have no time to do anything for the next five weeks. Um, yeah, that sounds like a lot of reading. Yeah, it's a it's a lot of reading. Um, I'm not stressing out though. I mean, I'm post college right right now, post grad. I I guess I just have two 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 more classes left, so it's not that much work, but it is definitely a big shock to the system because it's just you know taking 15 weeks of work and pushing it down into five weeks. So it's going to be right, stressful. Right. Well, yeah, I can't believe that you're you're this close to the finish line. I know I'm super close and I'm excited to uh I guess a- after after uh, school's done done I'll I'll have to move and the plan is to try my best to move out of state as quick as possible. Yeah, who knows? Maybe you'll uh move up with me and also uh not have housing in New York. 
Yes, maybe. I would love, absolutely love for us both to like go to new New York with plans on like living somewhere only for it to like fall fall through and then uh-huh. and then we have to be all indie and live in our yeah. cars. Yeah, you know what that sounds like a sounds like a good plan. Sounds like a fun time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm up for it. Uh, let me know when you're free. Oh, definitely. Yes, yes, definitely. But speaking about free. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh we have a podcast that we need, and it, it to is do. free. It is free. You it don't, is you don't free. have to. We accept tips and donations. Um, yeah, sounds like a plan. Um, okay, uh, yeah. So, what are the words this week, Jarvis? Uh, and uh-huh. who are reading? Yeah. So the words for this week were bland, fashion, quaint, and painter. And the story we are going to be reading this week is called "The Iron Eagle" by Walker by Faith. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to reading this. Uh, so let's just jump into it. Yep. The Iron Eagle, Part 1. I used to want to be an artist. I would always imagine people giving me accolades over my art. They would come and gather together just to tell me how great I am. It didn't matter to me what kind of artist I would be. I could be a painter, a sculptor, a singer, a dancer, a writer, just not a poet. Those guys are such D-bags. I would envision art galleries clamoring to showcase my creations. I would envision packed arenas full of adoring fans listening to me sing. I would envision book readings and signings, people lined up and waiting to tell me what a genius I am. The biggest problem with this particular dream is that I have zero artistic ability. My paintings are always bland and opaque creations of colored blobs. My sculptures are completely unrecognizable. I cannot carry a tune in a bucket. I have two left feet, and my writing is juvenile at best. I find it quaint to think back on that dream, how innocent and naive I was, as though talent could be acquired simply by wishing it were so. That's the problem with America these days. From a young age, we're told that we can achieve anything, we can be anything, do anything that we can dream. It's a white man's dream, but it's simply not true. No amount of effort can overcome a complete lack of talent and ability. I found that out the hard way. And in some cases, effort is not even required. Ability is all that matters. That's how we treat all the best artists, whether in medium or media, and it easily creates a culture of idol worship. And the idols? Well, they say never meet your idols for a reason. They're real jerks. Except me, of course. I'm sorry, was it Becca? Beth? Uh, Brit? It's Beverly, the interviewer said. And I simply find it fascinating to hear you sharing your thoughts on your earliest dreams and the current state of our country. Simply fascinating. But tell us, don't you find it ironic that in some way you have achieved that dream? Well, it's not the same now, is it? He replied. The lights of the cameras whirling in his vision, temporarily skewing his keen awareness of his surroundings. I mean, sure, after a fashion, one might say there are similarities. Adoring fans, people gathered to see me, people thanking me for all I've done for this country, for the world. But it's different. I don't feel as though I'm creating anything of lasting value, to be honest. Beverly lasts her best anchor laugh and continued, Well, I certainly think the 112 people on Atlantic Flight 987 would disagree, Iron Eagle. Please, Becca, just call me Todd.
The general was mad, madder than Iron Eagle had ever seen him. His aura was turning purple, a sure sign of building blood pressure. The Iron Eagle hoped that the general survived this meeting. It was that dark. Do you mind telling me what in the blue-haired, saggy-tit, crotch-rot, flying fuck that shit was about, Todd? Sir, I don't see the problem. Have you seen my social stats this morning? If anything, it helped us out. Helped us, huh? Well, tell me, you snot-nosed, maggot-infested, poor excuse for a flex junkie, subpar mama's boy, hero... Tell me, motherfucker, how am I supposed to explain to the wrinkled nutsack sitting in the Oval Office that your criticism of this country is a good thing? It's good because it's real. It's honest. Iron Eagle looked around the General's office. In fact, I might be the only real thing in this office. Even your medals seem to have medals, sir. And that just doesn't seem possible. Not with the man I see standing before me right now. How dare you? I don't care if you can fly, fart, fuck, scream, or die. Don't you ever speak to me that way again. You? Real? Give me a break. We both know that the only reason you have those abilities is because Uncle Sam shot your ass up with flex. There's nothing original about you, and we can create a new one anytime we damn well please. Just stick to the script next time the general instructed, pacing away to the wet bar in the corner. We'll see. The general's aura surged so purple it was almost black as he turned, roaring. Get out! He was shouting to an empty room. From the air above the base, Todd smiled as he flew away. We'll see, all right. Yes, indeed we will. <clears throat> well, all right. This is a really great story with some strong, strong characters. I really like the character of the general. He's just so army focused. Reminds me a lot of um, Red Red Hulk, uh, Thunderbolt Strong, or like whatever his uh, his uh, name is. And I just <laughs> I just like how goofy his like old old man cursing sprees gets. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And it just really shows you how like unhinged this mm -hmm. um character is which is why i i really like this scene you know because it's a obviously unhinged character talking to a character that seems a little too too cool for for school but like in a good way mm -hmm. you know so i yeah. think that the dialogue throughout this is definitely the um the like strong point of it so yeah really really good yeah the dialogue definitely is i i was looking forward to reading it just because um yeah you can really tell a lot about these characters just from the way that they're speaking obviously some of those insights are a little bit more shallow than others obviously the general is an angry man we can just tell that yeah. <laughs> um, he is he is angry old man yes yeah yeah uh for sure mm -hmm. um and then the uh like the anchor lady uh beverly you can tell in her voice that she's you know yeah speaking in uh sort of this false way too um, mm -hmm. But lastly, um, with Iron Eagle Todd, um, I think it's really obvious, like all the way through, that like I don't know, he seems pretty full of himself, and mm -hmm. that comes across not just in the things that he's saying, but in the way that he says it. Um, 
you know, saying some, you know, like saying, of course, and, you know, just talking about himself so much and uh, just, yeah, just the way that he's phrasing things, I think really carries across that this guy really does think a bit too much about himself. Mm-hmm. Which is why I really like this sort of age dynamic here. I mean, I don't, I don't know if I really picked up on where the age of the general was stated, but I can tell that the general is a far older person than right. uh, Iron Iron uh, Eagle, which mm-hmm. is why I see that sort of young arrogance within Iron e- uh, within Iron Iron Eagle. Um, something that that we see in like other superhero things, like such as the boys, right? Mm-hmm. How some of the some of the characters are very overly arrogant of their own uh, uh, ability only to be beaten down by a crazy man who who took some some drugs right um but yeah i i just think that these die dynamics are what really does make this this story as good of a read as it is yeah it's interesting you know like we're in this character's perspective and i think just being in this perspective you know encourages us to be on his side and i think throughout the story we, we are but at the same time i was definitely thinking like this guy is he's he's his perspective is skewed and like i don't know like the whole like his whole speech about you know it is just artistic ability you know you're just kind of born with it um was yeah an interesting thing for a a hero to be saying right Mm -hmm. um and uh it's very it's interesting because you know the other message the standard message is just so ubiquitous that it's kind of like really surprising for a hero to be saying the opposite right um and yeah it just stands out like oh this guy's even more arrogant just to be going against like the common knowledge theme that everyone is sort of accepts right that like actually mm-hmm. you know people aren't born talented they they do have to work you know they might have potential um and you know maybe potential is something like innate whether you have it or not but um you know, the, all, all those artists still have to practice, right? Um, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, and I think that 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 those the moments like that throughout this piece clue us in to the deeper um, issues within this uh, character. Because, like, when I read read that, I got a sense of that this character is suffering from a case of imposter syndrome, which could stem into their inflated ego about their own her- heroic potential. You know. Uh, because based because based off of seeing their their own self as worthless, you know, not not having talent, not doing this, not not doing that, and seeing how that doesn't track with how they speaks, I can see a disconnect there that clues me in personally uh, into them sort of inflating their own ego when it comes around superheroing, which I think is really interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like they didn't have any sort of big talents before. And now that they have the superhero thing, they are just milking it for everything that they can get. And it's just like, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, actually, you know, all of those thoughts that like I would be famous and stuff. Actually, it is true. I do deserve all of this. And um, yeah, just like feeling in- entitled to all of that. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Um, yeah, it makes me want to learn more about this character and what they're up to. Um, the the structure of this is also interesting. There's obviously lots and lots of dialogue. Which finally, like after, it, I think it's a little bit hard to tell when I was reading it out loud, um, because you can't hear quotation marks and it just sounds like narr- narration, right? 
Mm-hmm. Um, I'd be interested, yeah, to, to to hear what you know people's perspectives are hearing the story rather than reading it. Um, like, can you pick up that he's saying this out loud, or like, is it startling, or not startling, but surprising in any way when we zoom back out and realize like he's an interview? I think it was done pretty naturally, right? Where in the dialogue, we're we're told in the dialogue before we start having narration, right? Mm-hmm. Um, saying ex- that me, of course. I'm sorry. Was it Becca, Beth, Britt, and that you know brings out the character into the scene? And then once Beverly starts talking, then we're like, okay, now we have two characters. We can have some setting too yeah so yeah the the form of us definitely worked really well i mean i found myself keeping up a lot better when you read it only because you did put a lot of nice natural pauses when it comes to the uh separation between dialogue and and narration Mm -hmm. um but i think reading it when i first read it i i i did get it but i did also have that slight issue of like Fit, like figure out who's talking when at least in the beginning interesting yeah um so yeah i'd be interested in hearing what other people's perspective on walker bites faith story like that are um yeah yeah uh yeah i like this these characters being done i like the dialogue and i think this was a good story yeah well great story great great story so thank you very much to walker by faith for allowing us to read your story mm-hmm. and all right i think it's high time we're all into our listener submit story section so the first story we will be talking about is by just dan 8460 with lightning in a bottle the first day yeah so this looks like it's going to be part of a series that they're developing and i i really like this opening it is uh basically a a, a fantasy opening we have our hero character um i think our perspective is actually um this talking bird named goodfeather um mm-hmm. who is uh, accompanying him um uh, accompanying what's his name uh, accompanying blair on his search mm. to find his sister rita who uh fled to the um other end of of this valley um and yeah they just they're going on their journey we get to learn about the characters a bit about what the stakes are i think it's actually like a really really great setup um you know just stand in a comment uh says um um this is why i've been doing dialogue only i can't seem to push a story along very fast i seem to always want to provide more character and scenic detail as well as world building nevertheless this is what my muse spoke this week um i'm vowing to conclude the story in no more than three parts that's really cool that that mm-hmm. game um but um yeah, I you know I think it was Walker by Faith um, and maybe Ace of Sword as well that that replied saying that um, it doesn't feel slow. Um, I think it feels it like I mean maybe for a short story, yes, but uh, as a like opening for a fantasy story, no, I, I think this is like perfectly mm-hmm. paced. Um, yeah, we're learning about the characters, we're getting interested, um, and we're like having we're like setting up what this what this journey is going to be right we got to reach the other end of the valley to find the sister because something's going to be happening um and we have to watch out for these people and just sort of setting up here's some of the challenges that we're going to be facing on the way um for a reader to be like hey are, are you interested in this do you want to keep reading about this sort mm-hmm. of th- this sort of fantasy story yeah yeah and i think i do uh, uh agree with the comments um i know the struggle of like wanting to provide as much in information in in the beginning so when you do get to the main action and the main purpose of you writing this piece you don't want anything to be sort of 
left unanswered so that the reader can be fully invested in in that moment um and I know at at least for for me I can ramble on for for quite some some time in that beginning section but I say all that to, to say that this piece doesn't really do that. Everything that is being said, every character line, everything is important to progressing the story, even if it isn't in a direct progressive path. Like, for instance, providing in information about where we are within the scene doesn't necessarily correlate to anything that will happen on later, like let's say in a fight scene. But it can tell you a lot about how the characters operate in this space so that we as readers can assume how they operate in other spaces. Um, So yeah, that's, that's why I, I think any pacing issue that you felt you might've had going, going into this isn't really a, a huge issue. Um, 100% D dependent on where we go from, from here. Uh, And I do really want to commend you on trying to keep your short story short because I know a lot of the bigger ideas that we might have, we would want to push it to 10 entries, maybe even a like whole whole novel. But finding that, that easier stopping point, that quicker stopping point w- within a story can keep the story su- succinct while also giving you possibility to pick it up later and make it better and, and, and longer. Yeah, you can always go back and expand things out and... Um, mm-hmm you know add things later on or add sections after or whatever um you know i when i was writing longer stories and i had the uh motivation and wasn't quite as depressed um i definitely had to think of just like yeah i should just let myself write those things that i want to write um you know those scenes far ahead and just not get bogged down and what I would realize, even when it was like within a single story, you know, I would I would think of a line of dialogue that I want in the scene, um, but it, you know, I was like, oh, I can't write that now because I'm I'm not at that point yet. But once I started letting myself just jump ahead and write that thing, I realized a lot of times I actually I did not need to fill out an in between. Most of the time, it was like maybe I just needed like a half paragraph to transition from wherever I was before uh, to where I wanted to be. Um, just basically, yeah. The, the point is, um, you know, write whatever you find most interesting about the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But overall, this is a really great story. Just stand eight four six zero, and I'm looking forward to the next uh, entries and seeing where you take this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Our last story we will be talking about this week is by Ace of Sword with opening strokes. Yeah, so this is part of the series with those uh, superheroes who just had gathered up um, here, and we're in the pr- perspective of Lord Cyborg, the um, mastermind behind all of this, um, who is uh, basically taking in this one moment of everyone showing up, and we're just getting his uh, sort of his motivations. We get a little bit more information on who these characters are, and uh, he overclocks his brain to figure out what he's going to be doing. Um, and then sends his instructions and the, the moment finally like breaks um, and we sort of get the implication that I think these three superhero kids are going to um, be teaming up against Lord Cyborg's like crony who is sort of like I think acting sort of as a bad guy more than they actually are I think mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah 
Yeah, that was what I was getting from this story. And I really like how um, this is, of course, progressing the uh, really long, uh, the really lengthy story that we've been in, in enjoying over these last couple of, of, of weeks. But we're also getting a lot more backstory on the an, on the antagonist, which I like. I, I like how we are taking the, the time to fill out whoever the villains are, are or whoever the heroes are going up um, um, against. Uh, there are more stakes there. Uh, but yeah, I think that this is a nice natural progression of this story. I love a lot of the names of these uh, characters. It sort of keeps that sort of golden age comic book feel oh, while sure. yeah yeah while while not letting it be too goofy um so yeah i i like overall really like it yeah um definitely have that feeling um i i think i did notice uh some of ace of swords other stories i felt like had more consistent language and i, I think some of the other people commenting sort of noticed that um it felt like maybe the story um would have benefited from another like quick you know read through just to fix mm-hmm. stuff up every now and then um i don't think it's a big issue i just you know i consider doing that uh consider doing that it's that's all um i think lord cyborg is actually the protagonist i think it's a source mm. in the comment i mean they do sound a little evil i mean their name is lord cyborg and half of their brain is it, it, i really really like this detail actually i think we'll like mechanics wise or building wise i think it's very fun of um uh, he overclocked his brain, speeding up the artificial side of his mind to the point where his biological brain couldn't keep up, and he had to use an extra AI to simulate the emotions he should be feeling. I find <clears> that <throat> really interesting because I at know, that that's point, fire. yeah, that's not like that's just the artificial part of him. That's just a like that's I don't know. I don't know what his process was for becoming Lord Cyborg, but I think you could argue that that's not really him. That's just mm-hmm. the thing that he built that's like him. I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, this this story does have some really great world, world building, which I think that definitely does take center stage, uh, along with really great de- description like those moments. So, yeah, it just sort of gives me more questions about this character of Lord Cyborg while also looking forward to seeing um, what ends up happening between this 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 bout yeah yeah um definitely interested in seeing where this goes going forward mm-hmm. uh but all right i think that's what we have for the stories this week so thank you so much uh to just stand 8460 ace of sword and thank you to walker by faith um as yeah. always we really appreciate y'all sending in your stories um leaving your comments um i also want to say yeah thanks for to, to matt said words who just like gave us some really encouraging words and it was really really nice to hear so mm-hmm. um yeah, we we really really appreciate that. <laughs> I'm going to be trying to post things a little bit more consistently. I think I will post this <laughs> after I record uh, the, the in, this. I'll post the new words. Um, so I appreciate y'all's like patience and and everything. Um, mm-hmm. You know, this is like a it's a small podcast. You, it, you know, our our focus has never been on getting like tons of listeners. It's always just been about you know encouraging y'all to write and send in your stories and mm-hmm. um, yeah, and 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 learning a bit about about writing. Um, and it's really cool to see y'all grow too. Um, so yeah, that's, you know, sometimes I think about how many stories we've, that's been submitted Jarvis. I like, I don't know exactly how many it was, but like, you know, averaging at least like five submissions per episode. That's hold on. Let me just do some calculations. 
that's like it's almost a thousand. It's eight hundred, yeah. That and and yeah. that's. I mean, I don't know what the actual count is because I've never like logged how many stories we've had. Um, mm-hmm. But that's wild, eight hundred stories. Uh, but then again, we Over have been the doing course this of just one to two years. I, well, I think we're on three years now, actually, which is crazy. Fuck, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> we yeah, are on three yeah. years, which is wow. yeah, it's buck wild. Um, so anyway, I, I don't know. It's it's been a cool journey, and we appreciate y'all coming along with us. And uh, mm-hmm. if you haven't written the story in a while, consider doing so. You know, uh, give yourself a rally and see if you can whip up a story about some sort of hero. Yeah, definitely, because we will definitely be here make, doing the the right thing as long as we have people to, to do it with. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but all right, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think we should, of course, talk about this, the words for next week. Sure. Uh, just very quickly, of course, as always, consider checking out some of the other shows on the Doof Media Network. Um, yeah, if you haven't checked out uh, Pale uh, or... Um, Pale in comparison? Yes, pale in oh. comparison. I got. I was trying to figure out if it's pale reflectors or pale in comparison. <laughs> uh, anyway, in pale. pale in comparison. Yeah, uh, where they were, uh, they're going through Pact. So if you've uh, wanted to read uh, Pact and you haven't yet, consider doing so and then listening to that podcast alongside it and just all the other wonderful shows that we have going on. Uh, of course, we have episodes of The High Ground and Freeman Bros uh, for bonus content. Um, just a lot of really cool stuff that... I always get very excited thinking about. Um, But okay, yeah, I think y'all already know most of our outro stuff. Um, uh, Follow us on Twitter at RightThingCast. You know, submit your story uh, on Reddit at DoTheRightThing. Slash, slash, DoTheRightThing. But okay, Jarvis, what are the words for this week? Yes, so the words for this week are sister, curtain, wreck, and amputate and as always uh the theme for this wonderful month of june is heroes so Mm -hmm. submit us your story about heroes whether they are anti-heroes whether it's a world of heroes whatever it is just make sure to put your own spin on heroes um but okay the words sister i really like these by the way sister um which is a sibling um that Mm -hmm. is female um yep to someone else someone it could be in a sisterhood which means it's just all uh female people who just have this sort of sibling sort of bond the same sort of like a like a brotherhood um yeah. just different it connotations can also be to a it. term of inter- it can also be a term of mm-hmm. endearment yeah definitely yeah especially in like in different cultures and such right um yeah like uh different family titles often are used as honorifics um to you know like you refer to uh a um priest in the catholic church as a father right and You've referred to nuns as sisters, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure, right? Um, yes, and you do. Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of this, there's always stuff about like where that perspective is coming from, right? Um, but family, anyway, I think is always a great way to, great place to start a story. Um, mm-hmm. A curtain, uh, which is a cloth put over windows to um, make block sure they light. can't, yeah, to block light. Same thing um, in for theaters uh where the curtain blocks the stage so that things can be done on stage without the audience seeing it okay so wreck is a uh destroyed mess of um something usually Mm -hmm. uh referring to vehicles uh like a wreck of a boat a shipwreck or a car wreck um but it can be anything um obviously you can be a wreck i'm kind of a wreck these days a little bit um you could wreck a place you know a bowl in a china shop it's gonna wreck the place um and just yeah i I think there's a lot of 
interesting things uh, to associate with rec and the next word, amputate. Amputate, oh. where is you um, uh, remove a, a limb. Yeah, you cut yeah. it off. Um, generally done in a positive sense. Uh, I think it's that's like a clinical term. You don't like amputate an arm if you're killing someone, you know? You yeah. don't amputate someone's head. Uh, but if their hand is infected or whatever and they're going to die otherwise or otherwise, you know, they got to get it taken off and you amputate it. So I'm very excited mm-hmm. to see where this is going to go. It seems like these words kind of invite higher stakes. Um, and uh, yeah, I can't wait to see what I'll come up with. Jarvis, what is your two-second two story? Your negative two-second story. You're already running. My, you're already out of time. My negative two-second two story. Uh, yeah. My sister was a amputee until she got into a car wreck that killed three people. Uh, but the other people's arms perfectly matched up to her, to her arms, so they uh, stitched her together. And when their curtains opened, I saw my Frank, my Frankenstein's monster of a sister. That's beautiful, um, and I'm really happy for her. Mm-hmm. Um, what is uh, your so, uh, ten ten page story? Ten page story. All right, let me get going. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, this this uh, uh, alien ship crashed, and and then this this girl went into the wreck to to look around, um, Mm -hmm. and then pulled uh, a curtain open, and then inside she saw someone that looked exactly like her, and then they woke up and they were like, "I'm your sister," and um, I I uh, do you want do you want a robot arm? Cause I come from the aliens and they can give you robot arms. And then the girl was like, yeah, I would love that. And then, um, they, they amputated her arms and gave her robot arms and they were totally sick. Nice. I, I love the idea of just aliens traveling around space, giving people sick, nasty robot arms. <laughs> sick, nasty. For sure. Um, yeah, if I was an alien, that would be the right thing to do. Thank you very much. Um, I'm, I'm so proud of you.